Oh, all right. Let's get this party started for the third time. What do I mean by that? Pumped. Well, this is the uh, this is the third time Nick and I have recorded this podcast. How does that happen? Well, maybe you can relate. That's how we're going to start it. See what we did there? Um, yeah, maybe you can relate. Technology can be hard at times, especially when you're learning a new skill. So uh, Nick and I have recorded this now for the third time. We are officially done recording this because um, uh, Friday is when we record our podcast, which you can, you'll be able to see this week live on Facebook and LinkedIn and whatever. Anyways, we're still figuring out all of our software, and one of the softwares um, did not record Nick because of the way that we had him in there. Now, that's normally not a problem for most people because they would then check the next time they start the podcast that everyone is working and they do a sound check and they're really smart people out there. Nick and I are not one of those really smart people when it comes to uh, new technology. So um, we decided to, uh, yeah, start this. Uh, and then we worked for a few things over the weekend to try to find a good time. Couldn't. So we did it today, Monday afternoon. Uh, we started over half an hour ago um, recording one. And it wasn't until the last few minutes that I was telling a very similar story as this one that Nick realized that we still had him under the wrong section. So super fun. Everyone's learning. Let's have fun with this one. Nick, what can you relate to when it comes to um, uh, technology being complicated? Disregard anything Jalen just said. Everything happens in threes, <laughs> and it's simple as that. So we're on the third time, and that's the way the stars write it up, as some people believe. So I will leave it at that. And uh Yeah. Just yeah, explained fair. it in in, uh, in ten seconds. Everything happens in threes, as as <laughs> some of our family members would say. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yeah. And we'll leave it at that. So okay, <laughs> but let, let's let, let's bring in a more relatable topic. I, I think, um, and and more, okay. um, I don't know, entertaining than than that one. <laughs> so, Jalen, what do you got? I, I think you yeah. had a good one. Yeah. No. So um, anyone that's listening to us, if our if our NSA person, whatever FBI agent is watching us and making sure we're not doing anything illegal, they're going to be very confused and feel like Groundhog's Day because let's go right into this. Nick, can you relate to uh, food being delivered to your front door? I think that uh, it's absurd, and this is the maybe you can relate part, that's absurd in for the quantity of food and the quality of food that you receive it is much more expensive per versus just buying it in bulk at say like Costco or wherever. And the only value that I truly see from these bulk things like HelloFresh or Freshly or whatever yep. that all of them, um, that yeah, they're, they're, they basically are just giving you their recipes and uh, overpriced produce. Okay. What do you think about that, Nick? Can you relate? I can relate because we currently subscribe um, to to one of those types <laughs> of services, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And in my opinion, I think they're brilliant because they give you the exact amount you. Uh, maybe I shouldn't go as far as to say they give you the exact amount you want, because sometimes, to be honest, my wife and I both are just like, "Dang, I wish we had a little bit more of that." Um, but and I'll play devil's advocate on the flip side. When I go to Costco, I don't want three bottles of ketchup. Like I just want one small bottle because I don't like ketchup that much. But I like to – now I can't speak for Brie on that because 
she definitely likes her fair share of ketchup. It's extra ketchup when we go <laughs> places most of the time. Brie is a ketchup fanatic. According yeah. To yeah. Um, but then when, also when it comes to the cost of it, shoot, went, just went to in and out not too long ago and dropped over 20 bucks. I'm just like, well, that's not that cheap. Um, so, and yeah, that, that's where my head's at. So, I think it's, in my opinion, decent value. Um, portions are good if you're trying to make sure you're not over uh, overeating and. Oh, well, we definitely always can't overeat on those. Yeah, they're yeah. like this is for a family of four. You're like, <laughs> you gave me four tortillas for these tacos. <laughs> what family of four is eating one taco? Yeah, yeah. No, that that is a, a fair fair assessment. I think for, of a lot of them. Um, yeah, but no, that's fair. I, I do I do like stealing those recipes too, you know, and then going, yeah. going to the grocery store, the challenge then that presents is like, you really like that recipe and you're just like, okay, how much, how much cream cheese did I need? Because that recipe came with a pack that had the perfect amount. And I'm not sure what that perfect amount is. Cause now I have to buy a little tub and I'm certainly not going to Costco to buy that tub <laughs> because I want a That's, small tub, not a massive don't tub. Want three years worth of cream exactly. cheese chilling out. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever we go into Costco, that's where my head goes. I'm like, that's going to be on the shelf for how long? Because, yeah, it's nice to have that quantity, but yeah. if you don't use it that often, my head goes straight to, that's disgusting. Because that now sits on your shelf for eight months, or however long some of these items do. But those uh, health standards would tell you, nope, that's perfectly fine. It's still good. And I'm thinking, that can't be good. It's eight months old. <laughs> that is, there's nothing fresh about peanut butter that's been sitting in your cupboard for, for a long while. Mm, just in case you go on a hankering and really want to go for some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the next <laughs> year and a half, you got that one gallon tub. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not even metric too. That's the most disgusting part. It's not like three, one liter. It's like, nope, you get three gallons. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. We're the only, but do you guys not sell to any other country? Okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're just freedom units over here. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of what the last thing that we had just had to throw out because we we're like, dear God, we have so much. Yeah. You know, there, there's some cottage cheese that I'm pretty sure is half a tub. And I mean like a half a bathtub worth of cottage cheese for four ninety five, Great price. Yep. But even if you ate it every day, it's not going to – and I'm pretty sure I haven't been eating it every day. I didn't eat it today. Just for the so, record, Jalen, I don't think I've eaten eaten uh, cottage cheese in years, but go on. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to really just grow into that weird food dad energy. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Dad eating. <laughs> like, playing cottage cheese, son. It <laughs> puts hair on your chest and pure protein. Yeah. Dad, you don't work out. <laughs> that protein is going nowhere. You're right, son, but dang it. Uh, um Everything there is organic too. Everything there is organic, though. You got there. Everything where uh, Costco. Uh, apparently, that was one of the things that pissed me off. So I always was told quinoa is like this magical right. god grain yep. that costs ten dollars for half a pound. At Costco, they sell it for three pounds for the same ten dollars. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? I didn't realize that this grain is. I mean, the returns on it from like a, a Kroger's or Safeway or wherever you get your regular groceries is absurd on quinoa. And I think it's something that more people need to talk about. <laughs> Wait, more people need to talk about what exactly? Sorry. The, the absurd amount of money that they are making on these ancient grains. Oh, sure. It's yeah, absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. 
absurd, but good. people pay it, so it's not so absurd when so many buyers are out there. And they don't know about Costco. They're getting ripped off. Right. Anyone that buys it really likes it for $10 a pound. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a market for those crazy fanatics. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. But, um, yeah, that's that's really all I got with that. But we did talk about, and I'm going to continue to refer to our previous yeah. three attempts. Yep. We did talk about organic. Yep. So, um, yep. organic, take it, leave it, indifferent. What do you feel? Don't care. <laughs> okay. um, call me unhealthy, but I've never looked for that stamp of approval to say something was organic or grass fed. Um, sure. I don't but know if you, if you have the, the, they're the same similar in price. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you, do you reach for the organic or do you just go with what you normally take anyway? I would say in that case for me personally, it depends. Um, cause there have been, I guess some things more, more along the lines of, um, things that are going to be on a shelf for mm. a while that, I guess my brain thinks, oh, organic is better. It's going to be on the shelf for a little bit versus this isn't organic specific, but a grass fed couldn't care less if my cow was grass fed. Um, It's, it's red meat and it's a steak and it's going on the grill and it grass fed or not. It tastes the same to me. So um, organic in the meat, organic in the meat department is not a swaying factor for, for our family. No. Okay. Okay. So Brain Fog Fix, great book. Everyone needs to read it. It's free on Audible if you have the subscription. It talks about what the difference between that is in the forms of omega-3 and omega-6 fats. Maybe one day we can have a nutritionist on here, and I'll just have them go off on you and really just take you to task about and, how organic and you, you, is the way to go. Yeah, and, and you lost me at omega. Like Omega, to my body, I've heard it's important, but like you said, maybe we need a nutritionist to dive into <laughs> that one because... Whatever I Google on it, it's still going to be above my head to be like, "Is it taste good? I might still eat it." Um, yeah, that's fair. I'm, that's I'm that fair. bad. I'm that bad. The amount of Kinder Buenos that I destroyed over the last two days <laughs> did not make me some uh, some some uh, healthy eating uh, guru because I don't think anything in there could be identified as food by an actual uh, nutritionist. So. <laughs> Good, uh, good wrap up there. All yeah. right, so let's go right on to the next thing, which is, hey, we might have a real estate tip or trick for you. This Deal. Is exclusive stuff. So, Nick, what do you got for us? Yeah, um, the frustration that the amount of prospective buyers have today, and I feel like not all of it, but a large majority of it comes back to the inability of being prepared. Um, asking questions before they get involved. They just assume, oh yeah, I'll be able to afford that price, whatever that price is. Um, and, and not understanding the, the, the work behind the scenes that needs to happen to allow them to get in positions to make moves. Um, so what I'm alluding to is meeting with someone like yourself as a lender, get your credit checked out. Like, I know that's a big, scary topic for some individuals, maybe not just some, maybe that's understatement by most individuals. Um, cause yeah. a, you've put your head in the sand and you just don't know what it is, or you put, put your head in the sand because you know, it's not that good, not that good being relative. Um, so I think that's where my mind goes in terms mm-hmm. of getting and being prepared. And then also again, using someone in, in your field uh, of the lending world, get pre-qualified, stop assuming you're going to be able to afford a $500,000 house or a $1.2 million house because you have a good job and have that peace of mind 
there again so you can make moves because we don't have an inventory shortage in this country. We have a, a shortage of standing inventory. Things are not around long. So whatever yeah. Zillow house you want to find this week, chances are it may very well not be there next week or the week after. Um, and if you're not pre-qualified, yeah. don't know what your credit is, and don't have a budget in place to know what moves you can and can't make comfortably, you're yeah. going to be frustrated, be blaming somebody else for your unwillingness to do your due diligence as a prospective buyer. Oh, yeah. It, it's something that is commonly seen, especially in the lending world. A lot of people, for whatever reason, always put the cart before the horse, and that is almost literally where they will put the car before the house. Yeah. So, it, uh, you know, if you're thinking of buying, if you're getting that inkling, I always tell people, if you're getting that inkling, six months before you go buy, come talk to a lender. Yeah. Uh, make sure you, you – no this, this is the only place in the world, this, the real estate market – where people continually will go and get their hopes up in the sense of like, look at all this amazing stuff. I want to buy this, I want to buy that and not have the money even prepared to shop for it. On that note, practice what we preach. I can honestly say Bree and I did that exact thing. We had a conversation with a friend that was in the real estate space at the time um, who then got us in touch with the lender who then gave us no, no more, gosh, I wonder what our credit is. I wonder what we could pre-approve for. He said, here's, here's where you guys stand. And it allowed us then to prepare. And when we were in a position to make moves, it took us about four months-ish to be in, put ourselves in a position to make moves. We were able to make moves and we were in a house by our fortune and luck within a week of being pre-qualified and having put a, uh, um, an offer on a house because we knew what decisions we could and couldn't make confidently and quickly. Um, yeah. and, and that was job done. So absolutely. And that's how easy it can be too. It's, yeah. it's all the only people that ever freak out are the ones that get their pre-qualification from uh, an online lender yes. that yep. never actually verified your income. Yep. They get accepted and then it comes back. Oh, the underwriter is not accepting your income or there's some problem that you could have dealt with if you just had a month and weren't under contract. Yep. But now we have to, everyone's pants and are on fire and their heads are on fire and the lender that you got that initial credit pre-qualification with, I've seen that before. That's absurd. That's not a credit pre-approval. They're like, yep, your credit's good enough for a loan. Like what? Right. <laughs> wow. So income, we don't care about that. Ah, in their fine print, you can see it says it still requires them getting all that documented right, right. before any actual guarantees. So be aware. Um, be be aware when you go and talk to people. Make sure that you ask questions. Um, what would be like two questions that you would recommend people ask their realtor? And I'll give them two to ask their lender. Two questions to ask their realtor. When shopping for a realtor. When getting a realtor. When, oh, when just when working with someone in general. Yes. Um, gosh, probably how, how are you different? I, I think because I think a generic assumption is that we're all the same. Um, so in my opinion, I think that's important because it's, in, in my opinion, as, as a real estate agent, I think it's important to be different uh, from, from other agents. Otherwise, again, we are all the same, in which case, why <laughs> should they use me? versus yep. anybody else. Um, so what what added value might I add and bring to the table? Um, because maybe that jives with some people and maybe it doesn't. Maybe they're just like, I'm glad you told me because that really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> In which case, fair play. 
I'm not the realtor. I, I like to share with people. I'm not the realtor for everybody. I'm the best. I can be the best realtor for anybody. Um, it's yeah. not my job to help 500,000 people this year. It's my job to do, do a really, really good job with those that I am able, um, to, to do business with. So awesome. No, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. It, it's, do you have a, a second one that you want to share? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what, what is it that they need to do as a prospective home buyer to prepare themselves? You know, and there again, I can then help them with the necessary stepping stones um, to make that a realistic viable option for them. So it's not just, again, false hope. Um, so that yeah. would be a second one I think is very important is what do they need to do? Because there again, I think, unfortunately, a lot of agents get blamed for well, they didn't tell me this. And it's like, okay, it's my job to inform and educate. Yes. With that being said, it's also any prospective home buyer's job to use the easiest tool you all have at your fingertips being the internet and do some of your own due diligence to say, what should I be doing as a first time? And when you have questions, lean on professionals like myself, like yourself to then help better understand, Hey, I, I read this. Can, what do you think about that? Right. And yeah. now we can give our professional opinion um, having been in the space to, to elaborate a little bit. Yep. Google is a hell of a drug. So <laughs> it is, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the two that you really got to ask when it comes to a lender, um, a lot of people do a lot of things in the lending world. It is a, uh, it can be a cutthroat world. I think in most financial insurance, real estate mortgage, you have the people that just try to get as many deals as possible, very transactional. And the way to avoid those people is to see um, really the process. I mean, I'm a very process-oriented person when it comes to work. Um, at home, it can be a different story with a one- and three-year-old running around. But at work, I can I can go with my process. So, um, And I walk people through that regularly, and that is something that works for me. And so it goes back to... What Nick was saying is not everyone is meant for me. You know, if you're a person that's just, I want to see my numbers. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't want you to pull my credit. Don't want to take an application. Great. Rocket Mortgage will do that for you. And they'll be less expensive than me because you just want to shop around for interest rate. It, you're not my client. <laughs> like, like any good professional also knows who they want to work with. It's you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you, because if there's a mismatch and fit where, you know, you don't match their systems also, and they're not asking those proper questions or have that system set up, it's going to make them have to work a lot more on your file or with you as a client that that's not how they operate nor how they want to operate. Um, so that's, really important to understand and a good question always is what's your process and you know how do you how do you um how do you update us throughout the process uh and if that is something that is important to you then that person will be able to explain it to you and if it's not then maybe that's a, a red flag so um that's number one number two i think nick had it right on the head though that are you driving with them um I ask a lot of questions up front that aren't about the mortgage because I try to see more of like what all is going on with them in their life to get kind of a better glimpse uh, of it because I don't want just this to be a transaction. And so, again, if you are a part of the 80% of people that really value the value that a professional can bring, great. I'll tell you how to shop right now. Shop with a local person 
and just use that local person that you drive with. If you're the person that wants the most expensive thing, plenty of places will charge you more than they need to. And if you're the person that just wants the cheapest thing, go to an online whatever, and they'll charge you the cheapest. But again, if you're part of that 80%, do your shopping around, or if you meet someone that you jive with on a personal level, and that's the person that's going to be your advisor, use them. So uh, hopefully just made that really easy for all the people that uh, I personally don't want to work with, and those are the rate shoppers where it's, oh, oh, but this guy says he can get it for me a quarter of a percent less. Right. Well, okay, it's same with real estate. Well, they said they'd list it with me for, if I list it with them, they'd list it for me at only 2% instead of 3%. Right. Great. I'm going to do a lot more for you than what that 1% to 3% is, but cool. (laughs) Best of luck is all I say to them. Um, So, yeah, that's that's some good tips and tricks. Let's move on to the fun uh, topper to this whole cake. Hashtag dad life. And I think a cake is a good way to put it. Hashtag dad life. Yeah, let's let's segue into that. And Jalen, just so you know, I do see uploading, so I think we're good. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be a fourth podcast. <laughs> I, I would, so I would one, uh, one topic I wanted to mention this week is with all the advancements that our kids do and will have, what is something you're looking at it as a parent saying, God, I wish I had that as a kid. Oh, man. Um, my kids have more technology at three and one than I had probably until I was in my teens. They have their own phones at one? No phones. No okay. phones, but like okay. a tablet. Okay. It has, it has Kids Place. Shout out to Kids Place. Maybe I'll just reference that below. Uh, great um, app to have. If you have young kids, you don't want them to get onto weird stuff. YouTube is freaky when it comes to kids. Like People put weird stuff on there where you're just like, you look over and finally see what your kid's doing. It's like, what the <laughs> f- are you watching? So um, kids' place is really okay. good. Um, but yeah, just, just the amount of technology that they have. Um, I think it's cool for some things and not cool for others. So we do always limit our sons. <laughs> One-year-old doesn't really care. He just throws the tablet more than yeah. he actually watches it. Um, but the, the three-year-old, um, yeah, you know, it, it's... I think it's a good tool and I think there'll be people that abuse it and people that use it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that just give their kid a tablet just for the sake of giving them a tablet isn't necessarily the best thing for them. But if you put limitations or you use it as a teaching tool, um, that's kind of where I am like, Oh, that'd have been cool if I was younger to kind of have that kind of thing. I had a PlayStation one, like for until I think I was in what middle school. Mm. So yeah, PlayStation one, nothing else. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't like no computer. No. Yeah. It was a PlayStation one. Super cool. Um, but you get tired of the PlayStation one games after a while. So yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Nick? What are you excited for? I'll stay on that technology bandwagon and, and bring up podcasts, what we're doing. Um, the idea of sharing ideas, I think is a brilliant resource. Um, and in addition to that, audiobooks, because I, I was never much of a reader growing up. And it was probably in college that I came across a couple that was like, oh, I like that. And then I started going off um, reading a lot more. So the the ease at which audiobooks allows you to listen to things, right? Because now kid doesn't necessarily have to buy the paperback. He can 
get his phone, put, put in some earbuds and he's listening to something on an eight hour road trip. Um, I think, or myself, <laughs> not just him. So to be able to, yeah. to have the ease of that, I think is, is brilliant. Um, it's so convenient, right? So that's, that's where my head goes podcasts and, and, and books in general. Yeah. So. What, what's the, what do you have as a go-to podcast? If you're just driving around you're like, Hey, uh, not, don't really know what to do podcast. For those of you that haven't heard of this one beyond real estate with Jalik is pretty entertaining. <laughs> no, um, Ninja selling. I like ninja selling personally. Um, one that, that methodology, if you will, really relates to me and, and how I like to, to work with individuals, um, and, and run my business day to day. So it has a lot of relatable topics that, that I find a lot of value in. Um, that's probably my go-to that's okay. just simple and easy for me to pop in and out of. Um, and I look that's forward to, to, to be honest, sorry, that's it. That's an audio book. No, a that's a proper pa- podcast. Oh, really? Yep. yep. Didn't know that they had a podcast. Yep. And then audio book right now I have rethink by Adam Grant. And that was just published, I think, last month. Um, and my one that I already have in my cart to purchase once I get done with that one is The Power of Regret mm. by Daniel Pink. So he just came out with that one this this month, February. So two two nice. new releases. Shout out to uh, to, to those two. Um, yeah, uh, on mine. How about you? Oh, I'm a fantasy boy. So uh, I, <laughs> I enjoy a good fantasy um podcast um basically you can't go wrong with a a free one so those are the ones that i generally enjoy um in between the more businessy ones i try to kind of stagger it uh elaborate because i have no idea what you're talking about right now and i think some some listeners are like (laughs) a a fantasy book a book with with, uh um, fairies dragons you wish. Let me let me pull up some. Uh, can I name them off the top of my head? Sure can't. But Daniel Pink to Sell as Human is one that I have on yeah. my list. Okay. Um, that's one that I thought would be pretty cool. Ooh, one that I just read. Absolutely love it. Is um, just finished it too. Is going to be uh, Lexicon. Okay. Anyone... Never heard of it. No. Okay. It's a great book. It's a great book. And then the other Wait, one. Wait, do the good guys win? Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for Oh my god, every movie has uh-huh. a good guy's win And then <laughs> Scythe Scythe is a is a really good one If anyone hasn't read that, it's part of a three book series Sounds um, like what you cut down Old corn stalks with That's mainly what it's about Is uh, kind of like Grapes of Wrath Meets uh, uh, John Deere Um article uh, okay in a selling magazine yeah, so i wasn't far off <laughs> <laughs> no it's about grim reapers <laughs> okay okay uh yeah it's it's a uh, worth listening to and with audiobooks i always say people should just get the free subscription or the not free subscription the subscription where you get one credit a month and then mm. you get a bunch of their free books okay so then you can really just try out some cool stuff and be like oh what's this one oh yep. what's this book um and they have podcasts on there, so always worth checking into uh, with that as well. Yeah, but yeah, that's I haven't I haven't been reading as many audiobooks as I was for a while. For a while, I was on a good clip. I was reading some old traditional ones. Started reading the Bible. Um, that was interesting. 
Nick, over or under, the Bible is uh, 80 hours long. Would you say over 80 hours or over 80 hours? You're right. It's, okay. I think it was 82 on the audiobook. Okay. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> you could always fast forward it and make it super fast, and then it's not 80 hours. Yeah, 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 you're getting you're getting the you're getting the Bible in two times speed. Yeah, now it's only two <laughs> days worth of listening. Right. Goodness, holy cow! Yeah, uh, the, a bit more than I was ever willing to bite off, but I'll okay. slowly eat it one little bit at a time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else to add to this one, Nick? No, no. I think we we mm. came back and third time's a charm. Hit hit oh. on the points we we uh, needed to and wanted to. Well, so you know what we almost forgot. We almost, oh, we almost forgot. I know we what almost we almost forgot. forgot. Yep, I, you're right. I, you know, I, I'm I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up because um, as professional podcasters, uh, we always make sure that we are on top of absolutely everything, and on top of everything means that we have the ability to ramble on for a while. So for those of you that feel like you uh, don't know what you're listening to, you are going to get to know me a little bit better. That's, that's what we're, we're getting at. Boy, howdy are we? I just need to pull it up. Don't mind me. We definitely didn't forget it the first time. And we're definitely not forgetting it this time because we have some fun questions. Nick, rapid fire. What's your favorite word? Scrumchulescent. Scrumchulescent. I saw saw a a small kid go home crying when he was given that word at a spelling bee. (laughs) Um, What's your least favorite word? Terrible. Hmm. A little biased, but all right. What sound noise do you love? Waterfalls. Mm, don't go chasing them. And what sound or noise do you hate? Mosquitoes buzzing by ears. The Zuzuvela was not uh, was not Nick's go-to instrument. No, no. All right. If you didn't do what you're doing, i.e. sling in real estate, what profession would you like to do? Architect. All right. What profession would you never like to do? Hmm. There's quite a few of those. Um, the one I would least look forward to, a garbage man. <laughs> Much right garbage men just threw this podcast in the trash thanks nick there goes there goes a portion of the demographic we are going after working americans nick just there's no right or wrong just preferences okay 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 that's what we'll say to other other people uh but with you as the first one through it i'm going to criticize every single one and before you die starting ending it on a light note where must you visit um, a Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on who you're talking to, uh, a Caribbean Island with my wife. And I would say that because I know that's her goal. And I'd say, you know what? Need to do that before, before I'm out. <laughs> before you die. Yep. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone out there, um, hopefully you got to, uh, listen to that. You got to know me a little bit better. <laughs> 
that is how we will be concluding yep. uh, from here on out. So you, you can always uh, get to know someone a little bit more. And it's not just going to be Jay and I on this one. So you won't have to uh, hear something about me again. That's my one and only. And Jalen's is to come. But as we get uh, different individuals here sharing within our space, um, we feel like it'll only, it'll only be appropriate to make sure you and we get to know them a little bit better as well. So, yeah, absolutely. If you know anyone cool, have them hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I think we have some good, good ideas as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. have some good contacts. So guys, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, tune in next. Well, I say next week, tune in this week and, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk soon. Yep. See you. See you on the airwaves, Nick. <laughs>